Great Monday afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome once again to another episode where we're going to be talking about forgiveness and its impact on our lives from various perspectives. My name is Anissa Short, all the way from Fayetteville, North Carolina. I am once again joined by the phenomenal Dr. Norma McLaughlin. And as in previous times, we have a phenomenal guest, Dr. Patrice Carter. She's a life coach. She's a minister of the gospel. She is an all-around wonderful person. Welcome, 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 Dr. Norma. Go ahead and greet our guests and let let us let everyone know who this phenomenal um, special face is that we have with us today. Hello, hello, hello. I am so excited about our broadcast today. So not only is she a phenomenal person, she's a person that I've known for many years. <laughs> and I think a person that I've seen grow down through the years to be the person that she is today. I mean, I don't have any problems calling on her to talk about just about anything. And she's always there and always willing to do that. Uh, but I think the most important thing is, and we know we started this forgiveness journey. People probably don't know that. Uh, back in 2013, I think that she and I started this journey together uh, with the, having the Bible studies and doing all the different works that we did together. <laughs> So I have to give her kudos for, for that. Uh, and as I say, she's always been there and always been an inspiration to me as well as we walked on this journey. But as I said, I've known her for years. I'm encouraged by her and her family. Uh, it's just a phenomenal family that we've worked together over the years. And I am going to let uh, Miss Anissa have this back because I'm sure we have some exciting, exciting information for you tonight. Well, thanks, Dr. Norma. So for those of you who have been following us, you realize that for several weeks now, we've been on this journey for forgiveness. This is this is Dr. Norma's platform. And by the time this thing is over, we're going to not only know what forgiveness is, but we're going to know how to implement it in our lives. We're going to understand the principle of forgiveness. And if we need to contact her to understand how to apply this to our lives, we know how to do that as well. One of the biggest things I think I've taken away from the conversations that we've had with various people, we've talked to mental health therapists, we've talked to ministers of the gospel, we've talked to people who have um, been engaged in the forgiveness process themselves. And one of the biggest takeaways I have is that it's forgiveness is a principle, okay? It is a process and it is a gift. And it's not necessarily that that you give to someone else, but it's a gift that you give yourself. Because when you fail to apply it to your lives, you, you fail to practice it as a way of life, it will begin to have an adverse effect on you in various different ways. Mentally, relationally, spiritually, even physically. And so we're going to continue with that conversation in that vein. And I don't even know. Listen, Dr. Patrice is a, pat, a minister of the gospel. So she could talk about it from a spiritual standpoint. She's a life coach. So she helps people get their act together. So she could talk about it from a mentally, relationally standpoint. We're just going to let her flow. Because what's most important is that you, our viewers, understand that when you choose to forgive, you're doing something that's going to benefit you greatly. It's not about the other person as much as it is about you. So Dr. Patrice, welcome again. Thank you so much for saying yes to the opportunity. We are excited about getting you into this platform with us today. Guys, thank you so much. Dr. Norma, you know, I love you too. I know you <laughs> <laughs> and Anissa, you know, we're just down like four flat tires. So guys, I'm so excited to be here. You have no idea. And this is definitely a topic that I could talk about for days, both from not only from a professional standpoint, but really a deeply personal standpoint. Mm -hmm. So 
there you have it. <laughs> so let's talk about let's talk about it. Now I, I don't know which direction you would prefer because um if you choose to share your own snippets of your own story, that's great. But let's talk first before we go into your own journey of how you have functioned in the capacity of life coach. So okay. not only are you a a life coach where you have your own clients and you work in that capacity and wear that hat, but you are a coach of coaches as well. And so I'm sure you've seen a lot. You've heard a lot. You've experienced a lot. So let's talk about forgiveness from the perspective of your interactions with your clients. You know, how prevalent has that been for your clients? You know, sometimes we come and we say we need to get our act together and we realize there may be underlying things that that is that it's blocking us. Have you found that to be the case as a life coach and working with clients? Absolutely. Not only in working with clients, but in working with coaches. And so it's true. You, you touched on it when you were giving the intro, that amazing intro how you said forgiveness is a gift, but I also, I see unforgiveness as a root, mm -hmm. a root system. And when you think about root systems and like, if you live in like a metropolitan area or even in the country, if you live in a metropolitan area, what I've seen walking down the street is there's this huge tree and the roots began to grow so big that they began to buckle the sidewalk so that the sidewalk no longer is flat. So that's how unforgiveness is. And that's what I've seen in some of the coaches that I've worked with and some of the clients that I've served is that the roots begin to show. So it becomes evident, right, in the form of bitterness, in the form of their speech. And even it blocks their ability to move forward in the things that God has called them to do, either professionally and or personally. And then how that looks in the country, in the South, where we are in the, um, not the country, but in the South, because we're not country, we're Southern. <laughs> What I've noticed is that I used to own this duplex and every year I would have to call the plumber out because the septic system would back up into the house and the plumber would come and he said there are roots growing into the septic line. And so they would literally have to dig the roots out and pour this stuff down the drain that would eat away the roots. And so sometimes it's very insidious, meaning that it begins to happen and back up things, back us up. So it can have physical manifestations, spiritual manifestations, emotional and mental, and it begins to just impact every aspect of our life. So I would say that I've seen it definitely um, as a root system. That's good, Patrice. I, I love that. I mean, not love that, but, you know, <laughs> given because we, we know those of us who have owned homes and had those issues with septic systems, we've seen the roots buckling up off the ground where the ground can't be level anymore we 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 see that every day if there's been some part of our life we'll be experienced that and for you to use that analogy where some of it is some of it is evident and as you said our speech how we interact with other people but then other things are not so evident but it begins to show because our health begins to fail or that type of thing i love that lady norma do you want to elaborate more on that no i mean it brings back a lot of memories because of course we've just finished having that situation in our own front yard with our septic tank. Mm -hmm. uh, so we moved from that. And so having moved from that, we've moved to the city. So no, we no longer have those root problems or those problems, but our driveway still has buckles in it. Mm -hmm. So using that analogy, we can see that even though you've tried something on your own, to fix it, to forget, to fix the unforgiveness. If you are not truly forgiven, what you need to do, then those buckles and those roots and things are still there until you actually do the forgiveness. 
So what you're saying, Lady Norma, is that we could try to flush it out ourselves. Yeah. If our septic tank is backed up, we we <laughs> we we use the plunger. We put in some Ridex. We do everything we can within our own power a lot of times. But we need to get a professional sometimes to come out to help us with the challenge that we're facing. And that's where other people come into play. Mental mm -hmm. health therapists come into play. Pastors, spiritual advisors, life coaches come into play. Because oftentimes we've done everything we can, but nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. So let's look at that from a, from um, from another perspective, because although I said forgiveness is a gift you give yourself, even when you talk about the um, when you give the example, um, Patrice, of having to have the plumbers come out to do this, that and the third or, um, you know, having to secure assistance from a third party, let's say that's a part of the process. That is the process of it. And sometimes it can be an easy fix, and sometimes it requires more detailed um, assistance. It may be ongoing. It may be, you know, it may not be a, a one-time visit, but it may be subsequent days that they have to come out and do a whole lot of work. And yeah. so I don't want people to feel like um, forgiveness is just a one-time action. Right. You know, I do believe, and Lady Norma, you, uh, you and Dr. Patrice can correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe that once you begin to practice the principle of forgiveness it can become easier to forgive but when, but when you've held on to things for so long it may take weeks days months am i right sometimes it even may take even longer that yeah. because we know that forgiveness is a process mm -hmm. even if you say you've forgiven and you probably have and you can but it's not any that it's not going to show back up and it's not going to come you need to practice the the forgiveness process, going through the process and asking God to help you, because a lot of times we get rid of uh, the unforgiveness, but we don't replace it, that void that we have taken the root from. And if you don't take put something in that hole that you've removed that root from, which is God, the spirit and listening to uh, scriptures or, or learning scriptures, then it's easier for that to come back and try to take hold. But we need to do that in practice. Uh, as I call the lifelong forgiveness process and allow yourself to understand that it takes time, especially if you, it's a root that has been with you for a long time. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. That's good. You know, I, as you were talking, Dr. Norma, I thought about um, the passage of scripture that makes reference to even when we go to pray to ask God, petition him for what it is that we want or we desire that before we can even do that, if there's some unforgiveness there, we have to make it right. So even our own relationship with our spiritual, you know, um, our father, our creator can be hindered or stag become stagnant because we're just holding on to stuff that we shouldn't be holding on to. Patrice, as you work with clients and you realize that forgiveness or unforgiveness is a is the detriment, is the um, the negativity, is the cause, I said is the root. How do you work with them? And do you do, do you have people who, when you say that, could you have some unforgiveness that you're in denial? Or let's say they, let's just say they admit that they realize there are some issues there. What steps did you suggest or do you um, advise? Well, a lot of things came up for me when you guys were just having that amazing dialogue. This is such a powerful conversation and such a needed conversation. So just Dr. Norma, I, you know, I honor you and Dr. Anissa for being, you know, brave enough to have these conversations and opening these doors because, Forgiveness takes humility. And so, Dr. Nissa, one of the things you shared was that the Bible does tell us that if we know that our brother has an ought with us, that we who are holy are to leave our gift and go be reconciled to our brother. And so that's really challenging when that brother's the one that did you wrong. 
So now you telling me I'm supposed to put my <laughs> like, are you for real? Person who wronged me and apologize and repent, but it goes back to you saying about how it's really the gift is for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, I do have hard conversations, tough conversations. That's one thing I think is a hallmark of my coaching is I'm not afraid to confront issues head on and to deal with people flat-footed, we need to deal with this situation. And so it requires humility. And you touched on it also when you said that person has to be willing to acknowledge where their heart is, because I have to acknowledge that I do have unforgiveness. Right. I'm bitter, I'm angry, I've held on to this for a long time, and be willing to not only state that, but move in that direction. And so what that sounds like in a coaching conversation is, because we are Christian life coaches, Mm-hmm. Is incorporating the Holy Spirit into the conversation. And when he reveals that, or either their conversation reveals that, asking the client powerful questions really to help them unroot, uproot, destroy the root system that has been caused by the unforgiveness. And so that might sound like, um, you know, in terms of this situation, whatever that is, um, or how are you feeling in terms of forgiveness? Have you forgiven that person? Have you forgiven yourself? What is the Lord saying to you? What has the Lord asked you to do in relation to this situation? And so it starts with sort of those types of questions of just unearthing and mining their own heart to try to get to the root of what happened. And so I find a lot of times, um, I would say 50% of the time, in addition to them having unforgiveness of others, is unforgiveness of self. Yeah. Hmm. And I believe that's harder, at least in my own experience, I believe it's been harder to forgive myself in times past as opposed to the other person, depending on the heinousness of the Of course, of their levels. Unfortunately, we haven't learned that there are no levels. But <laughs> but there, when I said I was, but the, but the human, but the body. I mean, you know, you're in, uh, you're human, and you're in the flesh, and the flesh will tell you right, right. Well, he did it to you. Some people don't hurt me as bad as other people because I don't. It's you know, I can get over it quicker. But depending on who it is, yeah. it's yeah, usually the person, the closer the person is to you, the yes. the more it hurts. So. And yeah. even the act itself, depending on the act, you That's know. Right. There's a, let me ask this question. Of course, I don't know if I'm. I just went blank. Okay, what was my question? Oh gosh. Okay, I'll come back. Over holy. Okay. <laughs> but what we were talking about was that there were levels and I was saying that there was a place of self unforgiveness that I noticed as a 50% um, as relates to that and other people. Yeah. People. And, and this is what I was going to say. I didn't have a question, but I had a statement more so than anything. We, we must be clear of the fact that when we've chosen to forgive someone, we're not saying what they did was right. No, we're not saying the act that they committed was okay. You know what I'm saying? We're not giving them, we're not giving them a pass on what happened, but what we're saying is I choose not to have, well, this is my own definition. I'm not saying what you did was right because it was wrong or it may have been wrong, but what I'm choosing to do is not to hold it against you. Mm-hmm. And I'm choosing not to, to take you out. Now I'm just choosing not to seek revenge and I'm not praying that you be in a car accident. As well. I'm not, I wish you no ill will. You know, that's just how I, I choose to look at it. It's not to say that what you did or the act that you committed right. was okay. It's just I'm choosing you, I'm choosing to have no hard feelings and no ill will towards you as a result. So I have forgiven you of the effect that it had on me. That's how I kind of that's how I kind of 
define it in layman's terms. Am I right, Dr. Norma? Oh, yes. Because I was you know, in my conversations with him, I said, you know, God did not intend for you to be a doormat. So you can forgive the person, but you don't have to take and stay in a situation that is not love, that God did not intend for you to be in. Right. He didn't intend for us to be in any situation that does not show love for us. So don't stay there just because you don't you think you're not supposed to that they've hurt you. But right. God says, I'm supposed to love him. I'm supposed to stay with him. You know, all those things. And so, well, you know, let's go back to the scripture because that's not what that says. Right. That's you know, true. He does that's not true. mean for you to be in a situation that you are hurt. He doesn't mean to be in a situation where someone is causing you uh, not only bodily harm, physically harm, mental, mental harm or whatever. But he expects for you to live on this economy with love and peace. Right. And in order to get that peace, you need to forgive, but you don't have to stay in the situation. Right. 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 I remember having a conversation once and in, in the course of my choosing to forgive this individual, someone said, so y'all good. Are you good now? I mean, everything is OK. And, and my response was, if I saw them walking along the road and they needed help or they were you know, lacking in some capacity, I would assist them, but I will not be inviting them to the cookout. Let's just be clear. They're not, I'm not gonna bring, I'm not gonna invite them back into my life, but I wish no ill will towards them. You know, so if they needed my help and I was in a position to help, I would because that's what I should do, you know, but I'm not going to voluntarily allow them back into my life again. I'm just not gonna do that. And some people get twisted on that because then they say, Well, really, you haven't forgiven. I go, Yes, I have. I've forgiven. I don't want to, I wouldn't, I'm not gonna run him over with the car or her over with the car. I'm gonna allow her to get up the car and but I'm not going to allow her to them to stay at my home. And you may not want them to ride in your car. Depends on depends on the circumstance. So yeah, so I think people get that confused and, and maybe sometimes that's why they find it hard to forgive or they choose not to because they believe that forgiving gives that person a pass or forgiving says, okay, I should allow them back into my life. But those are two different, that's two different situations. Right. That's and two you different. You don't have to let them off the hook, which is what, because you know, forgiveness is for you. It's for yourself. Right. So it's not for the other person. So they have to deal with, and God has to deal with them with whatever they did. Mm -hmm. Or if they choose to ask for forgiveness, then that's that's on them. Right, right. Well, Dr. Patrice, um, since you kind of like did the, the, the casual intro into your own personal life, I don't know how much you want to share, but I think it's good for people to see that um, everybody has to go through the forgiveness principle or the apply it to their lives. So you might be in a position of authority, a position of influence. You may be the teacher of teachers. You could be, you know, high ranked official. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. Everybody has a circumstance that will occur where forgiveness should be applied. And even with you serving as a life coach and a minister of the gospel, it's, I appreciate your transparency because some people would wear the cloak of as if they're invincible and this doesn't apply to me or I've, I've risen I've risen above this so if you don't mind just being transparent to the point that you feel comfortable just to give an example because I think that's important for people to see oh girl I'm all about lifting some skirts around here <laughs> I just want to um, give a shout out to um, Prophetess Shelly Cave who joined us um, she's just a sweet friend but yes I don't mind telling it all because what came up for me when you were sharing all those accolades is anybody in any position of leadership or doing anything for the Lord is going to come against some persecution mm -hmm. and some opposition and something that's going to crush them to the point that God can get oil and then use that oil mm -hmm. so for me what that looked like is I mean there have been multiple instances but last night I was as I was just meditating on this one of the things that the Lord had me 
um, that he wanted me to share was when I was married previously, um, because something that Dr. Norma touched on was important when we talk about relationships and forgiving that person, but not getting in the car with them or not, you know, continue on the relationship because I can release you and forgive you, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be a person of peace for me and I'm going to continue on. Mm -hmm. But I was married previously um, to my ex-husband and this is my part of the story. So there's no shade to him at all. When we got married, I was a half a person and he was a half a person and two halves did not make a whole. And so with that, um, within our marriage, there came a lot of adultery. I was adulterous. He was adulterous. And there were places um, that just created like so many breaks in the marriage and so many devastations to the point that I became suicidal. And so I've shared this before that I, I'm a suicide survivor. And I remember that I was going to take my life with a gun that he would constantly threaten me with. And the Lord did not allow me to do that. But in the midst of coming to the point of suicide and um, all the things that led up to that, um, the verbal abuse, the mental abuse, the physical abuse, um, when we got divorced, there was the part of me that had to forgive him for not being the husband that he said that he would be when we took our vows. So we made a covenant. Now I'm holding him to his vows, but I was a adulteress and a total ridiculous mess, hot mess. <laughs> but that the fact that he did not cover me and treat me, you know, with respect and dignity and honor. And then the fact that he was abusive towards me, I had to forgive those things. And then I had to forgive myself for the things that I did in the marriage that caused those rifts and breaks that exacerbated it. And just the guilt. So what that looked like for me was I remember um, we got divorced and I was at basic training because I went in the military at 40. No, I'm sorry. I went in the military at 35. So I went into the Army Reserves at 35 and I was at Officer Basic in Texas. And I remember looking in the mirror, y'all, and I found my first gray hair. I said, the devil is a liar. <laughs> he is a whole black lie. <laughs> he thinks I'm about to let this situation age me because that's what it was. I wasn't basic coming processing through my divorce. And so I was in therapy. So again, I believe what Dr. Norma said is so true. Coaching is important and counseling is important. Therapy is critical if you need therapy. And I went into therapy because I remember talking to my mother and in the African-American community, we don't do therapy. You know, you don't need, you keep what happens at the house stays at the house. Right. My mother said to me, you don't need a therapist. And I said, don't tell me what I need because I need to never be this person again, because I want to be married again. And I don't want this person to ever show up in the marriage. And I need to know what I did. I need to heal the part that I brought to this marriage. I can't blame him for everything. Right. And so the therapist and I talked about me going to basic. I got the basic. So in basic, found this gray hair. And I remember saying to God, um, because I was still really kind of relatively new in Christ. I came to the, the Lord really late in life. So I didn't understand all this. Um, I said to the Lord, um, Lord, I don't know how to forgive him, but I want to forgive him. So I'm just going to say every day, literally, this was a mantra. This is a thing I said every day. I forgive you, Lord. I will say every day I forgive him until I mean it. Because I genuinely do not want to let him turn me. I don't want to allow myself to become bitter or angry because I saw that in other people and other marriages, other divorces. And so I began every day to say, I forgive him. I forgive him, Lord. I forgive him. And I even told him, I forgive you, you know, even though he didn't ask for my forgiveness. And I asked him to forgive me. 
And so I believe that's the part that is huge for people when they've been wronged. Some people have just been wronged and it was just one way. And the other people have been wrong. It was something that they did in that situation as well that they need to own. And that happens in coaching. We need to talk about what ownership do I have in this and what is my part? And so then the part about forgiving myself, that took years. That took a much longer time than it took me to forgive him. So one day I said, I forgive him and I felt the release and I knew that I truly had forgiven him. And I love him. I, you know, he's like a, my brother in the Lord. I don't talk to him any longer, but I wish him well. I believe God for peace for him and just to have a beautiful life. I have no awe against him. But then when it came to me, I remember running into a friend of mine um, years later and she said, how are you? And I said, I'm divorced and I committed adultery. She hadn't seen me in like 20 years. And that was the first thing I said. That was how cuckoo for Coco Puffy. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so crazy. But I was, so, but I was so devastated by what I had done. Um, and I feel the weight of that. I feel God's glory on me as I say that. I was so broken by myself that I had done those things to myself. Because he wasn't the only man. I had been with men for 21 years that were never going to be my husband. So I was adulterous for years over on God. And so she was a pastor and she said, let me minister to you. She said, don't ever say that about yourself again. She was like, you have got to start forgiving yourself. God is not calling you to wear a scarlet letter um, for the rest of your life. She said, have you repented for those things? I said, I have. She said, well, now you begin to forgive yourself. And I said, well, I don't know how. And so she told me and Pastor Norma, Dr. Norma has done this before because I've seen her with the mirror. She said, when you go home at night tonight, look in the mirror and repent to yourself for the things that you've done. And as you repent to yourself, forgive yourself. And so I literally came home in the house where I'm sitting now um, upstairs and I looked in the mirror and I said, Patrice, you've done some really stupid, stupid things and you've not protected yourself. And I repent to you for not protecting you. I repent to you for allowing people to bully you. I repent to you for um, the positions that you place yourself in. And I ask you to forgive me. And when I say y'all, I was bawling and snotting the carrot. Like it was a, I had a whole situation going on. I had a whole deliverance service. <laughs> yeah, but afterwards, like God, I felt the release. And and from there I could just begin to walk in freedom. I was free to choose. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That is so good. I'm so thankful. Thank you for sharing that because people can relate. People can relate. And I think that's one of the missing pieces. And that's why having conversations or seeking assistance and guidance from others is important because we think we can, if we stay in our own shell and our own bubble, we think that we're the only person that's dealt with this and we're the only one that's having these crazy thoughts about ourselves and we're the only one that's done some horrible things. And if we're not willing to be transparent to talk about those things with other people or avail ourselves to be there as an intercessor or intermediary or a counselor or mentor, people will, will um, suffer. They'll drown in their own sorrows and their own stuff. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm thankful when Dr. Norman made reference to the fact that, you know, this was a mantle that God had pressed upon her. I was kind of like, well, how much we going to talk about? I mean, really, <laughs> I mean, how many, but then every time we talk to someone i'm like oh that's good ooh, <laughs> so good and we and we could go on forever but thank you we're not gonna go on forever because we have so much other stuff to discuss but this is so significant so i see why now 
even the more that the Bible studies started were precipitated and how she had the Bible studies one after the other because people have issues and forgiveness is the root. And then it goes from that to the retreat. And now we're doing this podcast to have conversations with people from varied walks of life to be able to paint the picture more clearly for the average person. And then we're going to have the gala. If all goes as planned on the last Friday of this month, Lady Norma Patrice has said a lot. What do you want to add? Is there anything else to add? <laughs> it's not a lot to add because that's that's my child right there, you see. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, we've walked on a journey. We've been on a journey for years. So. <laughs> but I am so proud of Patrice. And, Thank you. And the point where she is so um, open to share. And we know that it's whenever you're sharing and you have overcome that what God has given you, which we call our Job experiences, that they're not for you. I mean, they were for you while you were going through. But just think of the people that God has waiting for you, for what you've said today, so they can have the, the courage to overcome. Yeah. And I'm hoping that my prayer is that several people, or even if they don't hear this broadcast today, but they will hear it at some point and know that they too can come up out of the book and the mire and out of the bitterness and find that bitter root. And as we've all been there, we've all had those stories that we can tell where we were a part of that, uh, thinking that, because I mean, my own story, <laughs> thinking I'm all that, walking in spirit and preaching and carrying on and I have you have bitterness too, but so we all have issues, and so we just need to be able to find those. And I thank you so much for sharing that and allowing other people to become overcomers or overcoming what she has. Right, right, right. That's good. That's good. Well, let me just add this one last point, and we'll close out. But to your point, when you made reference, Lady Norma, that the the things that Patrice went through was was for her at the time, but then she's come out better on the other end. Mm -hmm. um, to see her and to know her, you would think none of what she shared. So that's the beautiful thing about when I talked said earlier that forgiveness is a gift you give yourself, but it is also a gift that you give others when you choose to when you choose to forgive and go through the process. <clears throat> I'm not going to say you become a perfect person. What you do is you become a more mature person. Yeah. You become a person of greater value because now that you have chosen to forgive and you've given yourself the gift, you then become a gift to other people. Yes. You cannot pour into people what you yourself have not received. And so, Patrice, you're a perfect example of that because I would have never not. Look, I could grab my pearls. Refresh, we got to clutch. Norma's like four yeah, levels. Lady Norma got, I just got beads on. You got to grab a whole pack of pearls. Yeah, but I have I'm a strand for each of you. <laughs> but here's the, that drama, it's so important. It's so important that we grow to the level of maturity that we're okay with talking about our mess, but then also saying to someone else, I'm not perfect, but this is who I have been, but I'm not that person anymore because I chose to forgive. I'm in a better place. And because I am in this better place, I'm able to serve you from a better place, which is a beautiful thing. And that's why we're here. That's why relationships are so important. And while you went through your journey, Lady Normal was a part of that journey. And now you are part of someone else's journey. So it just it's just a gift that keeps keeps on giving. I, that's what I like to say it is, is um, a part of the process. When we go through the process, we become a gift 
And then that gift that we become keeps giving to others. So that's a beautiful thing. Thank you so much again. Any last comments, Dr. Patrice? I was. And so two things, and I don't want to belabor because I know you're trying to wrap us up. <laughs> but um, I told her this was not going to be a 20-minute one. Well, the scripture we said that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So part of that speaking about it is how we overcome how I've overcome because there was shame. There's a lot of shame I feel that comes along with unforgiveness and walking through forgiveness. And so the enemy wants to take that shame to mute and cause it to mute or bind us so that we don't speak. So then there's no overcoming. Cause if I never speak about it, then I can't overcome. And the testimony won't go forward. And so then, like you said, deliverance and breakthrough and healing won't happen for the other person that was assigned to my particular life, your life, Dr. Norma's life. But the other thing I was going to share um, that God wanted me to share that he gave me last night is there was a time I was angry with God. And so the place of forgiveness has to happen where I forgive God. Mm-hmm. And so people don't want to talk about that part because who am I to be angry with the sovereign Lord? But I was high, I was heated with the Lord. And, I mean, and so one, day, one night I remember being here again, walking through this whole process. And I said something to him and he was like, don't ever speak to me that way again you can let me know that you're you know that we have a problem you have a problem with me but you're not going to disrespect me that's how the spirit of god (laughs) was speaking to me but i realized that i had to forgive god because i was angry at him for how my life had turned out Mm -hmm. and i so and that was wrong like we hold god in judgment Mm -hmm. as though he's a man that he's even that i can bring down to my level too Mm -hmm. but because i was ignorant in him and of him and so you guys have touched on that intimacy that we have to begin to foster with christ by way of the holy spirit through salvation through the blood of jesus that we can come to have these conversations and it's like lord i was i'm un, i'm upset with you i'm unhappy with you let's talk let's reason together mm-hmm. he said you never gave me a chance and so when i was having this particular conversation with god it was about you know maybe this is for somebody single that's listening i said every relationship i've ever had with a man has ended in devastation my devastation, my heart broken, me giving up all my stuff, me leaving my house, leaving with a box of dishes, my clothes and a bed. That's what I left the marriage with. And I'm not sad about that. Like I left with my peace and I left with my life, praise God. But I, everything I owned, I could fit in the car that I drove away in. And so I remember saying to him, like, you just were never there. And he said, you would never give me a chance to be there. And so if you would just give me an opportunity to show you who I really am, then I will get you to the other side. And so I had to first acknowledge that I was angry at God and had to forgive God. And we have this reconciliation and then we could walk on together. Because how can two walk together unless they have agreed to agree? So I just wanted to share that last piece. Of some well, that's minutes. another workshop, Patricia, we need to have. To write it down. Let's do it. <laughs> They don't know what to do with it. They don't know what to do about it. Yeah. I talked to so many people. They, I'm saying, well, you're not, they realize that they're not angry at themselves. They're not angry with someone else. And so your bottom line is you're you know, angry with God because of the way your life is or what right. he's allowed to happen. Or you think he has allowed to happen. You made a choice, life, but yeah. it, it, it precipitated from the choices we made. But sometimes it wasn't a choice. Like you think about molestation or yeah, rape. Yeah, and that's even true. death or, your yeah. de- or somebody. Yeah, that's and all that's those abandonment, that kind of thing. Right, yeah. And you try to right. wonder how he allowed that to happen. <clears throat> right, right, right. Maturity, yeah, but that maturity is how he, he begins <clears throat> walking out that pain, walking with that pain. And wasn't Jesus our 
our example. Yes, he did it. And mm -hmm. so the man, he experienced everything that we've experienced or experiencing. I'm sorry, Linissa. I know no, that's I was charge, so, but, you know, I'd be No, child. that's okay. <laughs> I, I know I already knew what to expect because we had <laughs> just stay tuned because we've gone to a whole different level <laughs> but anywho well so we so we have i think we've done an excellent job <laughs> on emphasizing the importance of forgiveness. <laughs> what forgiveness looks like and what the end result of choosing to forgive can be for you regardless of the circumstances or the tragedy that you face the biggest thing is that it's a principle. It's a lifestyle. It's in and the and the foundation of it brings about good fruit if we choose to participate in the process. That's what we can be assured of. It's not going to feel good. It may not look good. You know, Dr. Patrice did a very good um provide a very good insight when she talked about snotting and sneezing and crying and you know it's it's not going to always look good or feel good, but we're going to be better for it. And that's why I meant earlier emphasis again on it being a gift that you give yourself first. And then as a result, you then become a gift to others. So Dr. Norma, thank you so much for this platform. <laughs> Dr. Patrice, thank you so much for adding value to the discussion. Look, stay tuned. I'm sure we'll be calling you again for another discussion another like time. You. But in the meantime, we wanna make sure our, our uh, everyone knows that <clears throat> Chosen Pen Publishing as a result of this platform of choosing to forgive, Books have been written, journals have been written um, with regards to forgiveness being the focus. We even have um, an anthology project that's going to be launched very soon. Um, it's called a book called The Retreat. And in the books, in the stories, it is going to be, it's a novel, but the background or the, the emphasis in the stories are that people had to deal with forgiveness. And so we're, it's going to be, it's based in Jamaica. So it's going to be a good read, no doubt. And then on the 29th of this month, which is a Friday, the last Friday of the night, we're having our forgiveness, a celebration of forgiveness, a celebration of freedom, because freedom is what results as a result of you choosing to forgive. And it's a gala. We will be debuting, premiering, I should say, our documentary, a documentary on forgiveness. Right. So um, it's going to be phenomenal. We've got testimonies. It's going to be it's a it's a. Um, after five affairs, so you can get all dressed up, at, which is which Sunday go to meet and close, as folks say, and get cute. Um, we're going to have a silent auction. We're going to have um, the premiere of the documentary on the 29th. It's going to be a phenomenal time. And we five course meal. Five course meal. And <laughs> the tickets are going fast. Dr. Patrice, yes. you and your husband are welcome to be one of our honored guests. If that fits your schedule, be sure to look, have your people contact our people and let us know. And then, um, so we want everybody to come out. We really do. We have a few tickets left. You can go to Eventbrite and you can secure your ticket. We'll make sure we have, um, if you're following Chosen Pen on Facebook, we have periodically placed the link there as well. We're delighted. We're excited. We're looking forward to the culmination of all of this. And so thank you again, Dr. Patrice. We hope that you'll be there the 29th if possible. Lady you need to be there because you're the help. You were the help to start all of this. Yes, I will absolutely be there. Um, yep. So we'll talk offline, but I will be there. I already have plans to make it. Okay, great, great, great. <laughs> Lady Norma, if there's nothing else, we're going to close out. Any last comments? No, Anissa, I am not saying anything else. Okay, well, that's. I just wanted to make sure. Thank you again, ladies and gentlemen, for being with us tonight. Remember, forgive, forgiveness is a principle. We hope you choose to forgive because your life will be better for it. Have a great Monday night, and thank you again for chiming in. Bye, guys. Bye.